Today we're going to continue in the book of Acts chapter number 8 and we're going to journey with Philip as he goes down deeper into Samaria. The Bible says in chapter 8 verse number 5 that Philip went down to a city in Samaria and he proclaimed the Messiah to them. And the crowds, they paid attention with one mind to what Philip said as they heard and saw the signs he was performing. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. The power of the Holy Spirit working through Philip with these amazing signs to validate the message of the Messiah. The fields are white unto harvest in Samaria is what Jesus had said. And Philip goes to that field and what is he seeing? He's seeing a great harvest. And the Bible says there's great joy in that city. They see these things that Philip's doing and they are astounded and amazed. And there is joy because they see God at work in this man's life and through the message that he preaches. But now there's another man in that area. The Bible says in verse number nine, his name was Simon, and he had previously practiced sorcery in that city, and he astounded the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. And they all paid attention to him from the least of them to the greatest. And they said, this man is called the great power of God. And they were attentive to him because he had astounded them with his sorceries for a long time. So here's a man named Simon. He's a sorcerer. And what does he do? He comes down and he does these great things, these great acts, these great wonders. And what happens? They are amazed at him and they say, this man has the power of God on him. Well, now Philip, who really does have the power of God on him, is walking the streets. And the Bible says in verse number 12, but when they believe Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Philip had something that Simon didn't have. Philip had the true power of God living in him. And through the power of God, he was doing things that no person could ever do through sorcery. And not only that, but he's baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, watch what happens. The Bible says that even Simon himself believed. And after he was baptized, he went around constantly with Philip and was astounded as he observed the signs and the great miracles that were being performed. Isn't that an amazing uh, text there? Now, I want you to continue reading with me because you're going to see that Simon's faith wasn't a true faith. The Bible says, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message, they sent Peter and John to them. So now here come Peter and John down to Samaria. Now you remember that Peter and John had been in Samaritan territory before. They had been there with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, after they went down there, they prayed for them. So the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to dive deeper into that text tomorrow. But in order for us to be able to tell the narrative of Simon today. But we'll go back to that tomorrow. But I want you to listen to what it says. Verse 18. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them some money saying, give me this power too, so that anyone I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. The true heart 
of Simon has just been revealed. You see, Simon, he was a man who through great sorcery, using occultic practices and maybe even things like witch doctory and these sorts of things, was a man who was making great money off of his potions and off of his uh, off of these things that he would do, and and people were were just enamored with him. And he sees Philip doing all of these things, but Philip's not having to use any potions. He's not having to use any magic tricks. He's not having to use any prescriptions. He's not having to do any of those things. Instead, Philip is just speaking in the mighty name of Jesus and people are being healed. Demons are coming out. Things are happening. And so Simon, as he begins to walk with Philip, he's amazed by all these things. And I can imagine that maybe at some point along the way that maybe Simon himself was even in the background trying to figure out a way that he could do these same things. But there's only one problem. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's not a true believer. You see, what we find in the text is this. Simon had a different intention. Whatever Philip had, he wanted, not for his salvation, but for his pocket. Simon thought that he could use the Holy Spirit of God to get money. And maybe at first, maybe he even thought that's what Philip was doing. Maybe he thought that Philip was just trying to, to get money out of this. But as he travels about and sees Philip, he realizes Philip's not taking handouts. And Simon probably thought to himself, what a waste. It's almost as if Simon has the spirit of Judas living inside of him. And so Simon, he offers money to the apostles. He says, hey guys, listen, I don't really know what you have going on here, but, but, but you know, if you could put me on the up and up. Uh, here's some money. If you could just give me the Holy Spirit, I'll leave you guys alone. And you see what Simon's wanting here is he's wanting to get a grip of the Holy Spirit, get a hold of him, so that now he can go out and perform these same signs and he can put money in his pocket. And listen what Peter says to him. Peter looks at him and says, May your silver be destroyed with you because you thought the gift of God could be obtained with money. You have no part and no share in this matter because your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Peter says your heart is in the wrong place. Your heart is focused on money. Now, friends, as bad as I like to, or as much as I hate to admit it, there are those out there today who still, they take the message of Christ and they seek profit. Paul mentions it in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, uh, he, or 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, he says the following words. He says, We are not like the many who market God's message for profit. On the contrary, we speak with sincerity in Christ as from God and before God. Paul just said it even way back in 2 Corinthians. He says, there are those who, who market God's message for profit. And friends, I'm here today to tell you that there are those out there today that they look at the message of Jesus Christ and they see a money-making opportunity. They see a way for money to get in the pocket, for them to live in the biggest house, have the fanciest cars, fly on private jets, and all these different things in order to make something of themselves. But friends, let me tell you something. We're not here to make much of ourselves. We're here to make much of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's, not about, it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about the fortune. 
At the end of the day, what should the goal of the believer be? The goal of the believer should be to make much of Jesus. If you, if you, if you stick me in a, in, a, in a grass hut in the middle of a third world country, am I satisfied? Absolutely. Why? Because I've got Jesus. If you stick me in a mansion on the lake, am I satisfied? Absolutely. Because I've got Jesus. But it's not the material possession that brings the satisfaction and the joy. It's Jesus Christ. And there are so many today, friends, they're in it for the wrong reason. And you need to be weary of those who are out there who are not preaching the true gospel, but are preaching a watered-down message just seeking to line their pockets. Okay? They're not, not everybody out there are true teachers and preachers of the gospel. There are savage wolves among us. And you need to be, 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 be weary of them. You can point them out. You can single them out. You know who they are. Because of the message they preach is not the true gospel. So be careful as you go about. Because there are still Simons out there today that are seeking to line their pockets through the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great danger is upon them. Because they are preaching a false gospel and will be found to be false teachers in the end. May God bless you and we'll see you next time on New Horizons.